0: Welcome to the Pre-Vet PauseCast. I'm Alex Avellino, your tour guide on the journey to becoming a veterinarian. Listen along as we provide you with tips, tricks, and tales on applying to veterinary school. Well, I'm so glad to have three current veterinary students from the University of Florida here with me. We have a first year, a second year, and a third year to talk to you about what their experience has been like so far, what they wish they had known, and how the adventure and the journey is going for them. And I'm going to let my guests introduce themselves, starting with our first year student.
1: Hi, my name is Erica. I went to the University of Central Florida, and currently I want to do small animal medicine, but I'm not sure exactly
0: what within it. Awesome. Thanks, Erica. And now our second-year student.
2: Hi, my name is Amanda. I did my undergraduate degree here at the University of Florida, so I've been a gator for quite some time. Uh, When I grow up, I want to be a small animal general practitioner, but I'm leaving my options open at this point in time.
3: Hi, my name is Tyler. Um, I am a third year and I went to Florida State University for undergrad Um, and right now I think I would like to do a rotating internship in small animal after I graduate and then probably pursue emergency medicine um, and possibly a residency in dermatology.
0: You'll notice we don't have a fourth year student here today, and that's because during the spring semester of your fourth year at UF, you spend it on clinical rotations. So all of our fourth years are wearing their white coats and preparing to graduate by working with their patients in our hospital. All right. So now let's get into it. Um, You know, today the whole point is to let pre-vet students know uh, what the four years or the three years that we have students represented today are like at UF. So I'm going to go ahead and start with the interview process. I actually interviewed twice. I did not get in my first time
2: around, but I do think that was a great experience to get prepared for the interview the second year. My second year was one of the best days of my life. It was so uh, laid back. The interviewers were so kind to me. It was a really great experience overall. I was really happy with it.
1: I think my interview went really well. It was very conversational. As soon as I walked in the room, they kind of told me, like, okay, sit down, like get comfortable, take a breath. Like, they made they made me feel comfortable as soon as I walked in.
3: I had a similar experience. Um, I do think that it was very conversational, but um, they also did ask uh, controversial questions that, you know, I had prepared for. So I, I was excited to be able to answer those and, and share with them what I had prepared for.
0: So it sounds like everybody had a conversational experience, a positive experience. So you got through that scary moment, and then you got your acceptance letter. We'll go ahead and take you all through the first three years.
1: Sure. I mean, obviously expected it to be hard, but I guess coming straight from undergrad, like I wasn't expecting the, the change in the schedule where you have almost like a final exam every couple weeks. I'm used to taking like semester-long classes and then you know you kind of have time to prepare for the exams Um, but this is very fast-paced and it's a lot of time management and keeping up with the material you don't really have a lot of time to slack or um, to push things off but outside of that since first year is, is everything in the classroom pretty much um I've gotten involved with clubs and organizations outside of the classroom that's allowed me to get some actual like hands-on experience so with Operation Catnip and volunteering with the Shelter Med Club and Project Heal I've gotten to do things such as like perform my first neuter which was really cool to do like the first semester of my first year I wasn't expecting to get that in so it's really it's been a roller coaster but I've I've loved it so far
0: Yeah, I'm glad, Erica, that you brought that up. So UF has a very interesting schedule where we will provide many classes each semester, but on a very uh, quick timetable. So the great thing about that is, you know, you don't have to wait till the end of the semester to take all of your exams. You'll take them every few weeks, which is intense because you're learning it quickly. But then once you're done, you are done. So Amanda, let's come to second year. So second year I hear is pretty intense. What is the difference (laughs) between first and second year?
2: Well, I think Erica hit the nail on the head. Um, a rude awakening it was first year, but second year, it's another rude awakening, I'd say. <laughs> the analogy that a lot of the professors use is that it's like you're drinking from a fire hose. There's so much information that is coming to you that you have to be able to absorb. And what I've really learned is picking out what's important. So, of course, you have to study for the exams and the nitpicky information. But uh, what I mostly focus on studying is the clinical aspect of things and how I'll apply things once I'm on clinics. Second year compared to first year is much more um, we start learning the abnormal animal and the disease processes and how to treat them. So it's been a lot more interesting, and I've been able to apply a lot of clinical experience to the classes that we're taking.
0: So hang in there, Erica. You'll get there. (laughs) Tyler, tell them and tell our audience what clinics are like.
3: As you can imagine, um, applying everything you learn first and second year is, it's it's a lot of information to try and absorb and then apply, Um, but it's, uh, it's a learning process in every rotation so it's every you, most rotations are two weeks long um, and usually the first couple of days is spent trying to figure out the rotation and kind of how each doctor works and what information is most important to them. Doctors really allow you to um, be the doctor and formulate plans and treatments and making decisions whether and, and learning if those decisions are something that's you know the right one or the wrong one.
0: I know if I were a vet student I think I'd like clinical, the clinical rotation is the best. Um, But, you know, for the first two years, that's not an option. So we're going to go back to Erica. Erica, uh, you're in the second semester now of your first year, as we've said. Uh, Talk to me about what students can do before they get to vet school to prepare for the change. So
1: One piece of advice that I have for um, people looking to go into vet school is that not get too stuck on one type of study habit because I've found that with all the different classes, I have a different routine for each one just based on how the material is presented, how the professor teaches. It takes a little bit of time to get used to kind of like, okay, this is how I'm going to study for this class and this is what I'm going to do for that class. But kind of being able to be flexible in that regard, I think has helped me to do well in my classes overall.
0: So you guys can't see this, but when she, when Erica mentioned having different study habits for each class, all three of their heads were nodding like, yes, that is true. (laughs) I've heard that from many students that... How you studied in undergrad is not necessarily how you're gonna study in vet school, and it does change with each um, class, which means you do need to be flexible, you need to know how you study, you need to be willing to change things up so you can't be rigid in that way. So great advice, Erica. So Miss Amanda, uh, you're getting ready to go into clinics soon. So tell me how students need to be thinking about how they interact with humans and people and client communication and education, because that's what you're getting ready to do. So how are those pieces important for clinical rotations?
2: Well, um, believe it or not, the clients pay the bills and walk your pets through the door. So we have to be able to talk to clients and be able to um, extract information from them in a way that you can apply it to the patient at hand and figure out what's actually going on. Um, We actually do a lot of communication skills in our um, clinical skills course. We have um, mock uh, client interactions, which are Honestly, kind of nerve-wracking, but they're a great job at preparing you to um, ask open-ended questions, kind of ask leading questions to get answers out of your client, because if you ask a question with a yes or no answer, that's says how they will answer. So it's, um, you know, great learning how to extract information from people.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. So what, let's go ahead and give an example of uh, questions right now, Amanda. So um, pretend I'm a client, would you? And go ahead and ask me a closed-ended question so our audience would know what that would look like.
2: Um, has Fluffy been vomiting? No.
0: So that's a closed-ended question. It's a yes or no response. It doesn't give us a lot of information. I mean, I guess it's good to know that Fluffy's not vomiting, but, you know, she doesn't get anything from that. So let's hear her ask an open-ended question. Tell me about Fluffy's diet. Oh, yeah, you know, Fluffy's diet's really interesting. I put Fluffy on an all-vegan diet, (laughs) and uh, I feed her, you know, five times a day, and we usually sit together at the dining room table. So that told her so much more, didn't it? It really gave us an interesting look into Fluffy's lifestyle at home. So open-ended questions are your friend. You know, we've talked a little bit about what the three years look like at vet school and some of the highlights are that, you know, we have an interesting curriculum and you have opportunities to go and work in the hospital. But now let's talk about some fun things. So a lot of pre-vet students tell me that they're worried that once they get to vet school, they're not going to have a life anymore. They won't get to participate in their hobbies anymore or have fun. And they're constantly going to be sitting and studying. And while that might be true for some folks, I'd love to hear from you guys and find out, is that true for you?
2: I think that finding a good group of friends in the beginning or just kind of falling into a good group of friends really helps with that. Uh, What I was most surprised about in vet school is that the competition is, it's not really there anymore. It's a kind of a family environment. Of course, it's not all school. We still go out for things after school, go exercise together. Um, There's a lot of fun things that we can do to keep the sanity, but finding a good group of friends and remembering that it's not all competition once you're in vet school um, is a great way to kind
0: of keep that peace. Tyler, you're in a relationship. Talk to us about how um, you're still able to have a, a healthy relationship while in vet school.
3: You know, I think that it's different for everybody, but she's super supportive and really helps me out. You know, helps me with making lunch and dinner and taking care of our animals and being able to, and allowing me to be able to study and have that time. Um, So it's been extremely helpful for me. We play in a kickball league every Wednesday night, um, and that's something that we've been doing for over a year now. We've won five championships. Um, So, and that's been a, a huge, you know, kind of, support system outside of the vet school
0: so it's really important for you guys to have a strong work-life balance and get as many relationships established as you can before vet school starts but just know that once you get into vet school maybe you join a sweet kickball league and you win five championships now i want to know what you wish you guys would have known as pre-vet students
2: um i wish someone would have told me that even though it's going to be hard it's no longer this amount of grueling information. Um, like for me, when I was an undergrad, I thought that physics and biochemistry were the hardest classes ever. Once you get to vet school, you're learning all about something that you really enjoy. So I wish someone would have just prepared me for that and um, told me that it wasn't going to be as stressful. It's, it's stressful as you make it.
1: One piece of advice that I have is to make sure to take the time to build relationships. Don't just focus on like your grades and kind of like your resume, but build those relationships with your peers, your friends, your employers, um, anything, because ultimately they're going to be the ones that are helping you throughout this journey.
3: Um, I think the best piece of advice I could give is to remember that everything that you're learning or experiencing is going to be applicable, uh, later on in life. Um, so I was a, a manager at Panera Bread actually during undergrad. Um, so I got tons of great customer service experience being a manager and dealing with a lot of not so happy clients, um, has really helped me out when I'm dealing with giving not so good information to, to people. Um, so, definitely keep that in mind when you're you know, working somewhere or learning something that you think is not going to be very helpful. Um, remember that n- it's not necessarily the information, but sometimes what you gain from that.
0: I did not know you were a manager at Panera. That really suits you. Yeah. I can <laughs> see it. I can
2: see it. <laughs> going off what Tyler said, um, one of the best pieces of advice a mentor gave me was that you're no longer studying for tests, you're studying for your career. So everything that you're doing is preparing you to be the best veterinarian that you'll be able to be.
0: Yeah, and I think so. Tyler bringing up that he was a manager at Panera, to me, that's something unique. So, what was unique about your ladies' applications that you think? Because the last time, pre vet students think, oh, I'm not going to list this on the application, it has nothing to do with vet school. And so, Tyler could have been like, well, you know, soup doesn't have anything to do with vet school, soups and <laughs> salads, but guess what? That customer service experience really counts. So, what on your applications did you maybe consider not putting on there, and then you did, and you're glad you did?
2: Um, I actually volunteered. In a human hospital, I wanted to be a human doctor, let's say that, um, when I was in high school, so I had an outrageous amount of hours that Uh, was kind of a good explanation as to why I didn't have as many veterinary hours so I think that if you had a passion prior to vet school putting that on your application and being able to explain it is you know a great way to
0: show how you made your way to vet med or you know what you liked about the other field or didn't like and kind of got here. I think it's great that Amanda uh, tried human med and found out that you know humans are gross and she wasn't (laughs) into it. As you're going through your vet school and pre-vet journey, you're going to hear a lot of stories from different folks, and sometimes the stories on paper don't make sense. It didn't make sense how they got here, and that hopefully will give you encouragement that there's no right way and there's no one path to get here. Can you paint a picture about what vet school is like or compare it to something where people can be like, oh, vet school is like this?
2: I think that it's kind of like a nine to five job, but it doesn't end at five. Um, You are in class for most of the day, at least currently, um, Erica and I are. And once you get home, You definitely have to study, but that being said, um, it's really important to have your own stress-relieving activities, and when I get home, I take like two hours off of school. I don't do anything for a little while.
1: Yeah, kind of building off of that, like my friends and I joke, kind of like, once you're done with the school day, it's like, all right, now our second shift is starting, so you have your day shift and your night shift, so you feel like you're constantly going, um, but also you do have to kind of take time for yourself, so you at least... Three four times a week, when I get home, I make it a point to go and take my dogs on a long walk. That's kind of like my break for when I get home.
3: Yeah, Amanda and Erica really nailed it on the head for class time. Um, and regarding clinics, um, the best you know kind of analogy I can give is um, just imagine starting a new job every two weeks. You know, it's it's you know with you know it's something within the same kind of area, but you're really being thrown into a completely new job every two weeks. You know, the service expects different things, the doctors expect different things.
0: You guys, that was so exactly what I was looking for because I can totally picture this 9 to 5 and then, uh uh-oh, here comes my night shift and, oh my gosh, I have to learn a new job every two weeks. Well, I want to thank my guests, Erica, Tyler, and Amanda for being here today and taking time out of their night shift, as it were, of their (laughs) career and their future career. Um, As always, you can find us at the Veterinary Education portion of the UF College of Veterinary Medicine website. I'm Alex Avellino, your Pre-Vet Advisor, and we'll see you next time.